Coming up on today's show, the Microsoft and ZeniMax acquisition is complete and Xbox is celebrating. We're getting a Square Enix digital showcase next week with the new Life is Strange and the Steinbockers are back, baby. everybody and welcome to another episode of the what's good games podcast your source for video game news commentary analysis and funny stuff every friday i'm one of your hosts Brittany brombacher alongside the radiant christine steimer oh hello hello radiant one okay i'm so flattered thank you andrea is out this week but i am in this week and so is steimer so you ladies and gentlemen are being treated to an episode of the Steinbockers. Steinbockers. I feel like that gonna was like Gonna get you. Steinbockers gonna attack your ears with some weird shit. Oh, it's gonna get be a good weird one. ready for it. Oh yeah, the Steinbockers. I scoured the internet looking for any semblance of Dragon Age news today. Oh. But the only things I was finding were the... What are those videos people are making those, where people oh, yeah, are those singing? Awful videos. Yeah, where yeah, people are singing the Wombai things or yes. whatever, where they force the the um, video game characters to sing songs. That yeah, I saw one of Liliana. <laughs> Liliana, and yeah, and I was like, okay, I mean, this doesn't count as news. We can't really make it into a segment. As much as we'd like to, yeah, you know, it's okay, just, just not possible. But. I would like to give a huge shout out to March's Patreon producers, Chewie's godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Ate, Justin Foshi, Marcus Ian Brown, the nanobiologist, Mohammed Mohammed, and Punctified. Thank you so much for all of your support. And welcome to our Patreon community, Leah Rao, Tom Green, and Scott Anderson. And don't forget, you can be part of the show by submitting questions at patreon.com slash what's good games, or if you want to be real fancy. You can get the show ad-free by joining our epic membership tier. Steimer, we have two new podcast reviewers. Oh, my goodness. Were Would they you like nice? to read their names? I don't know. Oh. I didn't even read them, unfortunately. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was- We're going to go ahead and assume that these are not one-star reviews. <laughs> I know they're not. For sure, okay. I know that much. But I was okay. scrambling to get the show notes together last minute. So, um, Fair enough. Yeah, Caleb sorry. Garza. <laughs> Caleb Garza, thank you. And Sars Oxley, thank you. We don't know what you said about us, but we sure hope it's God, nice. I promise I read these every week. Just this one week when Simon <laughs> asked me if they were nice. I'm like, shit, I actually didn't read them this one I'm week. Sorry, I put the, put them on put you on the spot. Oh, it's it's all good. We keep things raw here on What's Good Games. And before we get into the news, I just want to say this episode is brought to you by Logitech G. But we'll tell you more about them later because, Simer, we got some Xbox and Zenimax and Bethesda and Game Pass news. Ooh. Was that a pigeon sound? I was trying. It didn't quite work out as well as I hoped. But like my throat's <laughs> not doing the thing I wanted to. <laughs> I feel like I'm podcasting Ooh. with Steimer. Th- uh, kind of. Oh. It's kind of getting there. Okay, try Maybe one more time. I'll try later. Okay, wait. Ooh. Okay, that was better. That was the yeah. best of the three, but not not perfection. I feel like I'm on How to Full Boyfriend, and I'm like <gasps> trying to romance a pigeon. Yes. Anyway, yes. shall we move on to the news? We should. I guess so. I guess. Or we could just do pigeon noises, but I don't think anyone <laughs> would really appreciate that. So, 
Xbox has added 20 Bethesda games to Game Pass. So the ZeniMax and Microsoft acquisition has gone through. Europe was like, yeah, we approve. The U.S. was like, yeah, we also approve. And now they held a roundtable today, which is Thursday, and they discuss a whole bunch of fun stuff, which we will be covering in this first segment of the podcast. But the first piece of info is that, again, 20 Bethesda games to Game Pass. So this comes from IGN. Heck yeah. Yeah. With Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda finalized at last, 20 Bethesda games are dropping on Game Pass starting tomorrow, which so is Friday. Today. Yeah, Friday, when you're listening to the show. Exactly. Including some of the publisher's most popular franchises. During a roundtable about the acquisition, Xbox announced the 20 games coming to Game Pass, which include the following. Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal. That's a lot of Dooms. Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Wolfenstein The New Order, The Old Blood, and Young Blood. I saw so you take a sip bloods. of water. I saw you take a sip of water. Try your yeah. pigeon noise. Oh, no it's not it's not it's not about that i just it's just my it's not working today (laughs) i can usually roll my r's pretty well but rolling my o's is a little harder (laughs) how do you even roll an o it's hard to do that's why pigeons are an exemplary species (laughs) no god damn it i can't do it now i was like i have i have performance anxiety (laughs) I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm just trying to physically imagine, like, how would one roll an O? Like, there's nothing, an O, like, there's no friction in your mouth. It's just, like, everything's free. Yeah, that's why it's hard. That is what she said. Oh, okay, so of all of those 20 games, all but Morrowind, Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls Online, and Fallout New Vegas will be available through Cloudplay for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. And in a follow-up blog post on Xbox Wire, Xbox also said that a handful of these would eventually benefit from FPS boost on Xbox Series X and S, saying they would have more to share on this soon. Phil Spencer also gave a firm, specific statement on the future of existing Bethesda games and franchises on other platforms, something that has been a concern for many who play Bethesda titles on PlayStation or elsewhere, and which he has addressed with similar, if not specific, statements in the past. All right, Sam, are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, this is a big statement. Imagine I am Phil Spencer. Obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players, we love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there may be things that have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that will go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building. And the creative capability we'll be able to bring to market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. So what do you make of that, Steimer? Um, what I make, I mean, I love how they're like, he said a firm specific statement, but did he though like i mean i feel like (laughs) he's pretty much like obviously we're not gonna suddenly pull the rug out from anybody who is a playstation fan and might be playing some of these games uh, or expecting to play some of these games on these platforms but 
Um, Pete, I mean, it really sounds like they're they're not intending to pull from anywhere. Uh, just because I do imagine that I mean, they'll they'll still make money off of it. Like they're gonna make money if it's on PlayStation, right? So I mean, if you don't hate money. Why would you all of a sudden pull it from them? Also, like, the negative sentiment around that, I think, would not be what Xbox is tending to go for these days. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of like his, well, his last statement. He's really trying to hammer home, yes, technically, you will probably be able to, like, buy it elsewhere, but wouldn't you rather just come to Xbox where there's Game Pass and it's such a great value and you're going to get whatever, all of these wonderful things. So, um I think that's kind of what he's All trying the to communicate things. there. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that this is a very... It's not like he specifically said, yes, these franchises will be multi-platform right. or whatever. And that's it. I think that's what people are looking for. But I would say contracts are muddy and gross and things are complicated. And they're probably not final yet. So exactly. there's no way he could say that. Yeah, and with their partnership, because they couldn't even plan for what the future looked like until the ink was dry. But now that the ink is dry, it sounds like those conversations can start to happen. But even with future games, like we don't know what contractual obligations are signed with what partners back in the day. Like what did they do? What did they not do? What did they agree to? What exclusivities, if any, were agreed upon between whoever? We don't know. And I think you know people are hoping that Phil Spencer will just come out right and say, the Elder Scrolls will be exclusive from now on, and Doom will be, and Fallout, and Wolfenstein. But every franchise is going to have to be tackled separately, and I'm with Steimer <clears throat> that I don't think they're going to pull those from PlayStation because that would be a dumb thing. But I think going forward, you know, with new IP or maybe some yeah. new spinoffs, like I think you'll see those specifically exclusive on Xbox. I do wonder about um, Starfield, right? Because it's technically mm -hmm. like it's. That would be the one where if I were Xbox and really kind of wanted to throw my weight around, I might see what, you know, being ha making that an exclusive would do because it's not a prior existing franchise. Um, obviously, it was already announced, but it's not like they announced almost anything, right? They were just like, this game exists. And we were like, yay, it exists. Thank you, Papa Todd. So since you're like, you know, the gaming goddess because you've been oh, in the industry shit, for so long. So now that... Old. <laughs> Oh shit! Sorry, I did. But you know, it's okay. Okay. we're all we're all we're, you're not wrong. we're all we're all getting up there in years. Let's just let's just be real. So yeah. now that Starfield's obviously been announced, it's we haven't really learned anything much about it. Would those exclusivity deals in terms of marketing, DLC, etc., would those already be signed off on at this point, or does that come later? I would think that's pretty unlikely, considering those. God, what year was it that we were at? I like, don't even remember what year that 2018? was. Was it 2018? Oh, God, um, I think so. Because that was really just those announcements I took as um, basically Todd Howard being like, yeah, yeah, we're working on these. Please stop talking about it. Um, right. Because there was just so many rumors 19. going around. and like, what are they going to announce? It? What are they going to announce? It? And his announcement was essentially, this is very far off. Right. These are like five, six years away. So, and that, you know, didn't factor in COVID. And all of the, the wrenches that that has thrown into production timelines. So they could be even farther out. And unless they were super bullish with a particular console, which would make me... I, I would be surprised if there was already a deal for Starfield. Yeah. Um, okay. Just because it was pretty far out, or it seems to be pretty far out. That being said, of course, they, it could exist maybe when they were going through their development 
they decided to partner with a particular one. I don't really know. But. It would have been in PlayStation, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and here's Starfield. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Could you imagine? That would have been terrible. But yeah. Honestly, it would be... I would really enjoy it. You would? I would enjoy it. I would enjoy, enjoy the, the drama. drama. The I drama. would enjoy... Sitting in the back with my popcorn and being trying like, to roll your O's out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. trying to roll your O's in the background all day, the every day, trying to coo <laughs> like a pigeon. <laughs> That's Timer's dream life. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think this is where it's going to land. Is again, like you're going to get. And Xbox has said best or best, better or better or best on Xbox going forward. Whatever. I think again, like maybe DLC deals, time to exclusivity with that. Who could say? But. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. I think that speaks for itself. But again, with legacy IP, I mean, that's complicated. So yeah, for we sure. will see, friends. We will see. And on that we'll note. We'll see even more. We see, will. Oh, sorry. I was going to segue. No, no, I, I, no, no, no. I, but I was, I was playing into your segue. I was like, you're right. We oh, will yeah. see even more this yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, look, hold on. <clears throat> Anyway, we're going to see even more soon, Steimer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got more coming here down the pike. <laughs> this is another news story from IGN. I tried so to Xbox, set you up and I failed. You know what? You did good. You did good. Thanks. We're failing all over the board today. But we're going to fail together and it's going to be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so Xbox it also confirmed that there will be a summer event and will include more Bethesda news. So thanks, IGN, for letting us copy up your homework. Um, Xbox has confirmed it is planning a summer games event of some kind this year, and Bethesda is heavily involved in this planning. Also, during the roundtable uh, that we mentioned earlier, they were discussing the recent Xbox oh wait, blah, 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 Xbox marketing general manager Aaron Greenberg and Bethesda global marketing and comms executive. My goodness, that's a title. Um, mm -hmm. Aaron Lossie confirmed that they were, quote, in the planning phase for an event sometime this summer that would include more news about what the partnership between the two companies would entail. No th further details were given, which is not all that surprising. Uh, though Greenberg did add that what they were planning was the sort of X event. Uh, wow, I can't read today. I'm really sorry. Was the sort of event Xbox traditionally would hold at E3. This could potentially mean more details on upcoming Bethesda titles that have been quiet for some time, such as The Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield, although neither would confirm or name any names during the segment. Um, I would be... Oh, wait. Oh, there's another little blip. If you're a rumor believer... It sounds you know, like there might be another a, Xbox Take him with a pinch of salt, though. A pinch of Simer, if you will. <laughs> yes, somewhere around March 23rd and March 26th. Um, I think this is exciting, but also makes me really nostalgic for that Bethesda, that uh, last Bethesda E3 event we were at. Was that also 2018? Or no, that was way earlier. That 20, was like 2017? Nah, baby girl, that was 2019. The Carnival? Oh, well, there was the carnival, and then there was the one that you and I were at in 2019 because Andrea had to dip out a little early. Yeah, and no, so, I meant the carnival. The carnival oh, was the dead. carnival was 20 – was that 2017? It might have been 2018 or 2018. I that don't was so exactly – I feel like they had carnivals two years in a row. So probably the carnival 2017, 2018, and 2019 uh, was the one where they took the picture of me where I'm staring at you like I love you so much. Uh, you do <clears> love me so much. You don't remember the picture, do you? I don't remember this picture. It's okay. I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not mad about it. I just appreciate your honesty. I know. I, I mean, I'm with you. It's, it's, I mean, thankfully, fingers crossed, it sounds like maybe next year 
we can go back to having another Bethesda Maybe. carnival. But this year, again, yeah. it's not going to happen. So, but it wouldn't be. There wouldn't be a Bethesda carnival because it would be an Xbox Bethesda carnival. Like there would be, there would be uh, together, right? It would be part of it. Xbox is absorbing. I mean, I don't know that for sure. There's, there's always the possibility that Xbox will let Bethesda retain a little bit of its independence in that way. Um, <laughs> but. I TBD, think they will. Right? Yeah, I think they are because if you look at, they're not going to be under like the Xbox Game Studios title. In fact, mm-hmm. Microsoft just registered for a new, oh, I don't know what to call it, a new like division called the the Vault, and it's believed that that's what Bethesda is going to work underneath or the Zenimax, which is kind of fun. The Vault makes sense, right? Oh, oh boy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, like I don't know if this summer events where we're going to hear about fables. We're gonna hear about Fable. Oh, sorry for my because I'm thinking so far in the Bethesda. Realm oh, you're in the Bethesda like, Fable. I was like, why would they talk about Fable? <laughs> ah, yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. That would be really exciting. Yeah, it would be really cool to have another really fun, um, really hype like moment for for some of those games we haven't seen in so long. God. Yeah, because Greenberg did again say that they're playing the sort of event that Xbox traditionally would have at E3. So. That yeah, way. they'll just probably do like a Nintendo Direct version of it, I would assume. Yeah, exactly. Give us more Fable news. Give us more Hellblade news, please. Give us mm. all of the Xbox stuff. I'm excited for all of this. But, I mean, this has been a rumor that's been flying around for a while. But it's not, again, all that surprising because, of, well, I mean, E3, well, it's going to be a digital event this summer. Cool. And we know Jeff Keighley's doing his Summer of Gaming thing or whatever. He's officially calling it again this year. So it just makes sense yeah. that everyone sticks in that summer timeline. It's going to be more conditioned. You know- Another another busy-ass summer. Well, and like Summer was saying earlier, there is a little rumor going around from Paul Thurot, who is, you know, he knows his Microsoft shit, that there's going to be another, a little mini direct, if you will, a mini Xbox showcase. Um, this, I guess, March 23rd or 26th, is that next week or is that the week after? It's two weeks it's from now. It's week after, two weeks. Okay, yeah, which would make sense again, like riding off the hype of this acquisition, like everyone's talking about you, keep that... Keep that conversation, that chit chat going. You know what I mean? But it says that the um, it's playing a series of events in the near future revolving around Xbox and Windows with the gaming show slated for March twenty third. So in my head, I'm like, is that just some more of like their PC focused show? I don't know. They used to do a lot of things that were like, This is games remember games for Windows? Oh <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's what this would this is, but that's what it Dang. took me back to. Take me back. Take, take me back to games back. for Windows. Games I am for Windows. Showing my age here. I did Dude, not work no, on I the f- Games for Windows account. Yes, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, there's a sentence in here that says, we've heard the show may offer a glimpse at some upcoming Xbox games for 2021 and possibly beyond. If I were them, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, unless you're, unless you've got a, sorry, microphone, I didn't mean to hit you. Um, Unless you are so, you have such a wide plethora of games and things you're ready to show off, like just keep it to the summer when everybody's expecting it. Um, Because I don't want, I don't love the trickle of information where it's like you get a, a logo here and then you get, a CG trailer that's 20 seconds long and has no gameplay in it over there. I thought I thought we outgrew that games industry. <laughs> I and think everyone's trying to starting their to footing. Re- <laughs> everyone's <laughs> just like reverting back. We're we're sleep regressing. It's bad. <laughs> They're like we don't know how to handle this. Listen, we're still trying to figure out how to handle this weird digital summer. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you though. I think uh, I personally wouldn't either. I think if you're going to do a Windows thing, 
cool. Go on with your bad self. Do a Windows thing, but hold all the Xbox Some flight stuff. simulator shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, freaking A. Frick, I just said freaking A. Who says freaking that anymore? Freaking A. Oh, freaking A. I have no idea. Oh, freaking A. Now, now, I'm showing my, now I'm showing my <laughs> age. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is summer is not that far off, ladies and gentlemen, which is fantastic. So Fantastic and also terrifying. Yeah. Time is flying by at an alarming speed, and I'm not okay with it. I know. I'm not okay with it. I know. It's fucked up, Steimer. It's what it is. It's fucked up. I haven't been able to stroke your beautiful hair in over a year now. I know. I know. It's getting very long. It looks very nice. Oh, thank you. It's not. <laughs> You're like, I hate it. You're like, chop it all off. Give me some crap. I don't know. I don't want to chop it all off. I just like to chop off the dead ends that are tangling. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? It's a Steinbacher episode, so we're going to go off on a little tangent here. I've never met someone who has a more hot and cold relationship with their hair than Steimer does. When it's short... She wants it long. When it's long, she it's wants it short. I don't want it short right now. That's what I'm saying, though. That's I what like I'm, the yeah. length of my hair. I just need it to be fixed. Like, I okay. just need the, the dead the dead bits gone. The dead bits gone. Have you had a haircut at all Any, in the past? I did get a haircut when things were not so bad here, and it was outside um, oh, okay. in the summer, like, end of summer. Mm-mm. Yeah, because I haven't had a haircut since 2019, December of 2019. My hair would be, like... Half of it would be gone because it would have ripped out because it just tangles into itself and creates knots that I have to then rip. Out. Isn't that the worst? You have to like knead your awful. hair. I know. Yes. I found like random lumps of like rat king hair in the back of it. I'm like, oh, that's not good. I don't even know yeah. how long that's been there. It's not. not it's not good. It, it's really around like the six to seven month mark where my hair is like, Mm-mm, we are not, we are not having this anymore. <laughs> OK, so like, you Oof. you like your hair long now. You want to keep it long for now. You just want all the dead shit gone. Yes. It's like a beautiful rose bush with all the dead shit on it. You just want to cut the dead shit off. <laughs> just need to trim it. <laughs> trim it up. Just trim it back a little bit. Let it grow and flourish. Okay. Well, that's enough about botany. Um, let's talk about Square Enix. But before we do that, we want to let you know that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Logitech. So we've said it before, but we'll say it again. We love Logitech products here at What's Good Games. Now, I've been giving my Logitech G733 Lightspeed Wireless Gaming headset a lot of love lately, thanks to my Nintendo Switch. So with the G733, I just plug that little USB into the dock and boom! I can hear all of my farming sounds from Story of Seasons crystal clear. You can hear all those cows mooing, Simer. All the, the goats, the alpacas make a really, the alpacas make a very strange noise. I don't really like them very much. Sounds like a weird humming. It kind of freaks me out. Sounds like something from one of my scary movies that I watch. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about this incredible headset. So this headset features 2.4 gigahertz of wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and adds multiple colorways to choose from. You also have total freedom with up to a 20 meters wireless range with light speed wireless. Keep playing with 29 plus sound hours, excuse me, of battery life and play wirelessly on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 with stereo sound. You can personalize your headset lighting with front facing dual zone light sync RGB lighting and the reversible suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions. Each G733 colorway has its own unique headband design as well. And also, what's incredibly important is that the headset is incredibly comfy. I can't tell you how many times you'll throw on a headset, getting ready to strap in for a long gaming session, just to feel like your head's being squeezed like a pimple. No one wants that. 
But no, they don't. No, but not with this headset. The G733 has a soft dual layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contour contours around the jaw for a better seal, reduced stress points, and delivers long-lasting comfort. And it's available in multiple colorways, each with its own vibrant, reversible headband and corresponding earpads. So... For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. Use code What's Good Games Free Ship 312 for express shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code What's Good Games Free Ship 312. Hurry now since the promo code expires in three days. Next up, we have another little digital showcase timer. Ooh, I love a good digital showcase. Oh, girl, do you? So this time it's coming from Square Enix. Would you like to? And it's to not read? happened yet. It hasn't, but it's coming. So now we get to speculate all about it. Ooh. Oh, oh, that was better. That I was finally really good. Did it. <laughs> now here's See, the, when you're not expecting it. <laughs> so were you were you thinking about it? Is my question. No, or did I it wasn't. Just come naturally? No, I wasn't. See, it just happened. You had performance anxiety. It happens to all of us. I did. <laughs> All right, so Square Enix Presents debuts on March 18th with game reveals and more. This comes from Square Enix's official website. Mm. Eager to hear news about some of your favorite Square Enix games? Well, we're excited to announce the debut of a brand new digital event called Pause for Dramatic Event. That's literally in the, te- in, the in the verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> dot, Square, dot, dot. <laughs> I know. Square Enix Presents. In our inaugural show, we'll give you news and updates about some of the most exciting upcoming Square Enix games, including the world premiere of the next game in the Life is Strange series. The first show takes place in just a week, on March 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific. The debut Square Enix Presents will run for approximately 40 minutes, and here's a sneak peek at the titles you'll hear about. Life is Strange. Be there for the world premiere of the next game in the critically acclaimed series, where you meet a new protagonist with a fascinating new power. Outriders, get a new look at the upcoming RPG shooter ahead of its release on April 1st. Beyond Wonderworld, find out even more about the weird and wonderful platformer, which launches on March, 22- March 26th. Tomb Raider, the series' 25th anniversary celebrations continue as Square Enix presents. Marvel's Avengers, Just Cause Mobile, new mobile game announcements from Square Enix Montreal, and Taito Showcase. Take a look at some delightful titles from Square Enix sister company, Taito. Taito? Taito. I have so no do idea. Any potato! Potato, Taito. Potato, potato. Who could say? <laughs> so out of all of these, I'm assuming Life is Strange is what really flips up your skirt the most. Um, oh. I mean, yeah, because it's the it's the the newest one like i you know i'm excited about outriders but i already kind of know about outriders mm-hmm. uh marvel's avengers already played a lot of it i will be excited to see what they have coming for that game if it's anything that will draw me back into it but yeah i mean it's going to be interesting to see where they take the series because it's been a while um or maybe it hasn't no it has i'm like i don't know because time is a flat circle and i don't yeah, know life is strange too. but when it's was been that a while. last year no it was two years ago right oh my god was it right girl it wasn't during quarantine okay yeah the initial release date was september 2018 i'm not sure when the final episode released though that's what i want to know i think it was in 2019 okay well we're gonna find out on that yeah uh, released on december 3rd 2019 was the final episode yeah okay wow wow Oh my god! I, I mean, I know we talk about that a lot on this show, but damn, like I don't know where last year went. I mean, quite frankly, I'm, I mean, I'm happy we, it's it gone. It didn't go anywhere. It just that's very true. Just collapsed. It's very true. So like a black hole. 
I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about Life is Strange because obviously, you know, we've worked with a lot with Don't Nod and Deck Nine in the past. And it'd be fun to kind of think about what could they do with, especially Don't Nod, I'm assuming they're the ones who are going to be developing this. What are they going to do with this new protagonist and this new power? Because we've had Max's rewind ability. We had the little brother's um, ability to... He's basically like super... He was like telepathic a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? So I reached out to the community and we got some interesting predictions and I thought we could go through them because let's be real, Steimer. There's not a lot to talk about this week and we got to add some time onto this episode. You know what? Let's pad it out. (laughs) Let's let's pad this bitch out. All right. (laughs) So from Cody Elliott, Marcus Suiminen, sorry, I was thinking Suiminen and Jenny and Spam and Bammon. They pretty much Spam all. <laughs> I don't know. Was not, I love it. They pretty much all said mind reading. So Cody said the first thing that came to mind is reading people's thoughts, but that really wouldn't work with a story-based game like Life is Strange because there'd be no shocking twists. Marcus said mind reading could be really fun. Jenny said maybe they'll go back to the friend pairing. I heard they might be doing mind reading, spam and bamming, telepathy. So telepathy, excuse me. So, what do you think about that as an option? Um, I think if it was limited in some way, then it could work because to the person's point of like, well, the character would know everything, but not if you had to actively engage the mind reading, right? Like not if it, right. if it was just on like a, like all the time, then yeah, it would kind of be a little, also that game would be insufferable to play. So <laughs> can you imagine just be like, you would just, you'd be assaulted with so many audio cues you wouldn't know what to pay attention to mm-hmm. um but if it was something where you're tuning and you could be like i am now choosing to read your thoughts Brittany," then i'm not necessarily going to know everything because it's only going to be dependent upon what you're listening or what you're thinking about at that very particular moment um and it wouldn't be annoying from a gameplay perspective so like it's possible i could definitely see that working um I don't think it would be as problematic as some of, the, of some or our listeners seem to think it would. Be. Yeah, I think that'd actually be really cool. I'd really love that. And I mean, let's be real. There's always going to be something that's going to prevent the player at some point from using the special power because, ooh, twist or whatever. Right. I mean, right. So I feel like, oh, no, there's an air conditioner in the background. It's setting telepathic, <laughs> you know, disturbances. I can't read your mind. Like, I don't know. Somebody you know, put on a tinfoil hat and I can't read your mind anymore. Exactly. Like, I'm sure, like, that could be worked into, like, the gameplay of it all. But I think that would actually be really fun to be able to read someone's mind um, and kind of get some insight as to – and I mean, it can even be kind of vague. Like you, they might say one thing like, oh, I really like the color blue. And then you read their mind and they're like, I guess blue is okay. And then you're like, oh, so maybe you really don't like the color blue. And then what do you maybe do with you that, Simon? Yeah. Maybe yeah, you, you take gotta, the- gotta detective that shit. Yeah. And maybe, you know, down the line, like the final decision in the game is like, did Randolph like the color, color blue? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, fuck, I don't know. See? I don't know. See? And then you get thrown off the bridge like in Monty Python. So, you know, you better <laughs> be sure of your favorite color that's what that's our lesson for you here today dear listeners (laughs) is make a decision and be confident in that decision and stick to that decision so if somebody asks you you don't potentially get thrown off a bridge that's that's fantastic advice and to quote one judge judith shineland if you tell the truth you don't have to have a good memory it's true that, that is, is true. That is really. That is also a great quote. I it's love very, that. Yeah, she's she's such a wise woman. I love her so much. So so so, so smart. Good. So I would love to see mind reading. And I, according to Jenny, it sounds like that's the rumor that's going around. I don't know how founded that is, but I would be all for it. 
Um, Evander Mag says, hmm, limited invisibility would be interesting because you could sneak around. Or on a totally different note, something like really enhanced perception. Like you notice the smallest of details on everything. That's, I mean, enhanced perception is something a lot of video games have done, right? It's always like you hold down the right And it highlights the right all the things. And it's like, it goes into the quiet mode and you're like listening. You see the people moving around and they're all, like the world goes black and white or um, it's, uh, so yes, they could do that. I do think that would be, I don't want to say boring, but it, it wouldn't be quite as inspired as like some other options, I would say, just because it has been done a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, see the, the interesting thing about, I can speak today I swear the interesting thing about limited invisibility is that technically you can kind of get some of the aspects of mind reading without needing to be a mind reader because all you're doing is just going inviso and sneaking into conversations that you wouldn't be privy Uh, to otherwise and you can get some interesting info that way potentially so I'm like that could work. That could be fun. I have that always be fun. liked the power of invisibility because I'm just like, <laughs> you're the rogue. Easy. That's why you like to be sneaky, stealthy squirrel. And I'm like, I'm a devastator. I want to. Yeah, you're like, I want to run in and punch everything in the face. And I'm like, but they might kill me. So I'm <laughs> I just try and run. Around I want my presence known. That would be cool, too. I think what I would like to do with the invisibility is I love I love it in games when you can sneak to be somewhere you're not supposed to be and gather additional intel. Like, you want to know what Randolph's favorite color is. Is it blue? Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe he wrote down on a sticky pad, like, I fucking hate the color blue. And now because you've been invisible, you know the truth. You won't Mm -hmm. get kicked off of a bridge. You know what I mean? It's important shit. Mm -hmm. So that could be fun. Um, Ben Voigt says, I think it would be nice if the season had a little more positive vibe to it. Maybe the power to change people's perspective of things, make people more accepting of others, look at the positive side of things, etc., and just have a happier tone to the, to the game for once. I mean, I don't disagree with the, with that last part of having a happier, <laughs> happier tone. tone. I do know that these are obviously designed to be a bit gut wrenchy. They're designed to really make you think and feel, but also, yeah, like sometimes they're just so depressing. <laughs> and given the year we collectively as a species have had, it would be nice to, you know, take a sip from a different cup and be like, all right, <laughs> this is a is something a little bit lighter, a little bit happier. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like even if it started out that way, it would all go to shit eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's where it all is, right? I mean, that's just it. It's just don't, not as so freaking good at making you feel the things. And I think when you just, I mean, we don't know, even know what any of the subject material is. So like, it's not even worth speculating at this point, but I am with you, Simon. I think, you know, a happy, a happier, uh, life is strange game would be good, but I don't know if such a thing exists. I also don't know how interesting of a story that that's is. it. I mean, right? That there, there are interesting, happy stories. So before the the show even started recording, I was telling Brittany that Schitt's Creek has uh, kicked Gilmore Girls off the the throne of TV shows that I just naturally play in the background, and that is a very excellent story. That is a happy story overall. Like. There's, there are some sad moments to it, but they're still positive, if that makes sense. Like, there's nothing that that's awful in this world, right? It's just mm-hmm. – and so I think that that's an interesting um, example of, like, not everything told well needs to be tragic and awful all of the time. Um, so if, I think if they took if they took a little chip off the old block over there, they could be something really interesting. Yeah. 
that would be I, i'm just trying to imagine a life is strange game where there's not some like epic amounts of angst in it but but i feel like that's why they should because if sure. right now all we're getting is we're like oh it's gonna be life is strange therefore it has to be moody as fuck <laughs> like like maybe you don't want maybe you want to keep people on their toes maybe you want to give people a different perspective because life has a whole lot of different tones to it um and yes there is definitely a lot of unpleasant ones but there are mm -hmm. also pleasant ones so like there's no reason why you couldn't focus on those interesting you know the more we're talking about that i really like it okay nice yeah nice i don't job. know if that's what we're gonna get to be fair yeah pro probably. <laughs> like, and i'm not gonna be disappointed if they're like it's dark and angsty again i'll be like yeah that sounds right just do you have a dope soundtrack again cool like, <laughs> that's all we need your soundtracks are always fire so it's great it's true Tyler Phillips, speaking of fire, says, how about a fire wielder, but when they don't actually, wait, how about a fire wielder, but when they don't have it fully under control, it engulfs them like the human torch and they aren't harmed. But did they light everything around them on fire? So if you were standing in a field, did you just be like, whoosh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there goes all the crops, Bertha. Uh, oops. <laughs> I huh. have caused a crisis. I mean, that would be interesting. I don't think it would be very... I, don't, I mean, it would be interesting to, like, be the human torch, right? But I don't know how well that would lend itself to narrative storytelling. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I think I think elemental powers in general are – I mean, I'm a sucker for them. I love powers. I especially love elemental stuff because it just makes you feel cool. I, like, yeah. There's no better way of saying it. Uh, and so even if it's not just fire, if there's something where they can, you know – ice powers as well or whatever I, yeah i could see that working i just don't know um but we don't we just don't know a lot of things yeah so yeah sure sure why not love a good elemental power why not and finally from rusty rages regularly <laughs> what about flying we've done time travel and psychic powers so i think the next logical jump is flight is it though what if it was super speed instead yeah you know, I, I feel like if you look at these powers, like the ability to rewind time, the ability to be psychic or levitate shit or do whatever, like I feel like that lends itself to person personal interaction and whatnot in a mm -hmm. way that like you can help manipulate the story or what and, and flying around and turning into a human torch, like wow, very cool. Don't get me wrong. I don't know, it's like, oh no, I'm sorry your boyfriend broke up with you. Whoosh, I am now the human torch. Roasted marshmallows on me, girl. Yeah, me. Make Let's some, make some s'mores. s'mores. Yeah, I... <laughs> Jinx. Um, yeah, I don't think... I definitely don't think flying is it. Um, especially only because even from a tech perspective, looking at those games, I don't know that they would have the capability of making flight an interesting and smooth running mechanic. I think it would not work. I just don't yeah. think it would work with the engine that they have. It would be cool and interesting again. All interesting ideas, but you know, I think if they have a story to tell, the power, power is going to have to lend itself to that. But yes, um, we did get a few questions from Patreon.com/slash What's Good Games. The first one comes from Javin Mather for the Square Enix showcase. What would be your ideal and one last thing surprise announcement? That's a great question that I am not entirely sure of. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting because I feel like. People are going to be wanting to know what's going on with Final Fantasy VII Part Two. Maybe we'll see some more integrated stuff on that sh on the showcase, which would not be surprising. I don't think we're going to see anything from Final Fantasy XVI, for example. My ideal would be the same ideal that I've had since I was thirteen. Just give me Final Fantasy IX remake. That's all I want mm. in my life. 
That's all I want. It's never going to happen. But if it were. But it might. Who knows? One day. It just might. It's probably not that day, but one day. (laughs) Thanks, Simer. Thanks, baby girl. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think my, I mean, this is, it's not really, it wouldn't be a one last thing moment, but I am hoping for some interesting stuff from the Avengers. Uh I'm hoping for more campaign stuff, for more interesting, like, I just, I loved the single player campaign of that game. I think it was Mm -hmm. one of the most uplifting, heartwarming it was. Stories that we got. Speaking of something that is, you know, not so focused on tragedy all the time, which Marvel usually actually kind of is. So uh, it was a nice change of pace. And I mean, I would just love more of it. I'm sure we're not going to get it because I think they're doing something different with the way that they're doing their end game. But mm-hmm. it would still be there. nice. It would. <laughs> I was just talking about Marvel's Avengers with Jason earlier today and how the campaign part of it was so fun. And even like the multiplayer stuff in the end was fun to a point too but there's just so much that needs to be changed and revamped and i know they just pissed off a lot of people with their new xp grinding solution that i briefly looked at and i was like nope not for me and i noped out of there but it sounds like they're played in a while yeah it sounds like they're not fixing the main issues that people have with it but hopefully maybe 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 i could see i mean i already forgot when this game came out was this also 2019 was it 2020? Jesus, I'm like, where am I? Oh God, this is to rough. Google. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, August 2020, Simer. So not that. Oh, long. okay. Phew. Okay, thank God. I was like, was that this year or not? I don't know anymore because I'm like trying to remember if I, if I was able to leave the world or not, leave my house. Um, okay, thank God that was this year. Um, so in in their defense, in one thing I will say is that sometimes for service games like this what you'll do is you'll have the main campaign team and then you'll towards the end you'll splinter off another subsect of the team to start immediately working on downloadable content or the next stuff that's going to be coming um so it's possible that while they've they are now seeing and and collecting all of the the feedback from the community that they're just not ready yet to to start parsing out those fixes that people are asking for because it hasn't caught up yet if that makes sense like no the people who are working on on stuff while the game was getting ready to ship. We're working on things already. They already had their roadmap. Um, there's mm-hmm. usually it's really hard to change roadmaps usually uh, because you know you're already you're already fucking working on it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I'm hopeful that it just needed a little bit of catch up time, and now hopefully with this we will see a little bit more quality of life improvements with the game. That's a really because I really liked it. Yeah, I did too, and I want to go back as Hulk and smash it. Oh, Hulk was really fun. I ended up playing a lot of Black Widow. Um, oh, she was fun too. too. Yeah. I really liked her a lot. So Jason really liked Iron Man, and I just could not. I did not like Iron Man. I couldn't. He was the one I did not like to play. Yeah, I couldn't either. The flying, the shooting. I was like, nope. I need to just be big and bulky and hit everything. I in my think path. Anthem ruined it for me because Anthem, the way you flew and mm-hmm. would like hit with your powers, was what I thought Iron Man should feel like. Uh, and then, uh, poor Anthem. And then, know. you know, I played the actual Iron Man and was like, mm, no, thank you. No, thanks. I want to be in my, my no. little suits and Anthem. Maybe we can do an Anthem flight simulator. We just be can... like, Bioware, can you please give your code to, <laughs> to Square Enix? <laughs> give them to, uh... oh my God, what is their name? 
Ah, my brain. Why is it so bad? Crystal today? Dynamics. Crystal, yes, thank you. Oh, oh yes, yeah, like no, uh, it's 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 okay. We're all in the same boat, girl. Our our heads <laughs> we, aren't working. We need a major shot of caffeine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, just give them your code so they can fix the way Iron Man flies. Do Please. it. We got another question from Nova. For the Square Enix mm-hmm. presentation, the Outriders section especially, what do you hope to see from People Can Fly, especially after they had released those update notes last week on the improvements they were making to the demo, along with things that might carry over to the full version? It seems like they really won't have much else to show outside of any improvements or possibly even a sneak peek into late game content. Because that game is just right around the corner. Yeah, it is. Just around the riverbend. Just a few weeks. Just around the riverbend. I don't know what they're going to show. I don't know why they're doing this. (laughs) To be perfectly honest with you, I think it's just because it's a game that's about to come out and they're like, please don't forget about us. We're out April 1st. So I'm not expecting anything new, right? Exactly. Like, I think in like a rematch, like hype trailer. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to take some fun cinematic parts, like put it all together, get you hype, remind you of the release date, remind you of the 2 million downloads that the demo's gotten, and like, boom. Here it totally. is. Totally. I think you're on the money. I think that's exactly what we're going to see. Mm. And I think that's fine because they're mm-hmm. already, yeah, like so they're already working on updates to the game. They're already going to fix some things. Like, great. Awesome. You're, you're chugging along. <laughs> I uh, hopped into Outriders. And I mean, I was going to talk about this in the hands-on section, but like overall, like, yeah, I don't think this is the presentation where they would be announcing any improvements that need to be made to the game right now. Anyway, I feel like that's not the place. This is probably more of a hype again. Like this game's coming out, come buy it. But yep. I mean, like little improvements I'd like to see would be like the cover system, the camera, some larger text in the menu. I know the UI text is nice and big, but like the codex info is just like super tiny. Oh, I haven't even gone into the codex. Oh, and the I story. Don't, <laughs> I just like, no. don't, I don't read them. Oh, see, I got into codexes with The Witcher and Dragon Age because I just found like that history and that lore so fascinating and that now if I'm a little bit peaked, I'll check it out. But um, I found like that was the thing in Outriders I love the most was actually the story. I thought it was really fascinating how they have, you know, how it starts you off. Oh, I won't spoil it. Anyway, like check I mean, it it's out. it's a demo. Like, yeah, that's true. You can, you can spoil this stuff in the demo because one, it's free to download. Anybody can go do it. And also it's like the first 15 minutes of the game. So it's, it's not- true. That's a good point. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting how you land on this planet and you're thinking you're going to find this new call. You're going to find this area to colonize for all of the survivors of Earth, which is Earth is now fucked. But I liked how they actually took the time to show you that part of the game, and it, then it takes like this turn that at least I wasn't expecting because I hadn't really seen anything or like from a narrative perspective of it. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, okay, actually, lol, you're going back in the cryo, and then you're going to wake up, and then shit hits the fan, and this is what happened here, and this is what happened here, and then by reading it you really can kind of get involved in the world i think there's some narrative decisions that probably need to be like fixed a little bit but other than that like i was into it i was really into it and the devastator yeah, I, is so fun sorry no i thought you were done oh yeah no i just said the devastator is really fun class to play oh cool yeah, yeah yeah i was also pleasantly surprised i mean yes i know that the story is borderline generic but i was i was interested in it right like even mm-hmm. at the beginning i wasn't sure so when we played our demo andrea and i they didn't we didn't get the beginning of the game. They literally just threw us into oh. one of the maps. We had no idea what was really going on. We were just kind of wandering around and uh, getting side quests from people, not fully understanding the situation. So then to download the demo and go into it you know, from step one, first of all, much clearer, much, <laughs> much easier <laughs> to understand. Um, and I was like, oh, actually, this is really interesting, but it also 
makes me hate people a lot. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> a lot. So that's my only, I mean, it's not even a gripe with the game. It's just like, I don't know if I need to hate people more than I should, but <laughs> or already do. Um, yeah, but I do find the game really fun. I, I really like, uh, shit, I don't remember which one I picked. I picked the big w- tanky one with rocks. Oh, Devastator. That's what I Is it Devastator? Too. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I love the moves. I'm so happy you like my tank. It's not, yeah, it's no, not like it's, mine, but. it is definitely one of the most stylish tanks that I have ever played. And it's really fun because really like. you have certain moves. Like you can have the shield where you mm-hmm. can absorb all the bullets and then shoot them back. You can jump up in the air and like splash down and cause like. That's so fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's some really fun moves in there that aren't super typical for a tank that I really appreciated. So like props. Yeah. I was I was very pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure what to play. Um, I was going to go Trickster, but then I was like, I know Andrea's already kind of a glass cannon. And yeah. Jackie was kind of playing a glass cannon. And I didn't want it to just be a squad of glass cannons. <laughs> it didn't seem like a great time. Um, so I was like, well, I'll go tank. And I, after reading the moves on the internet, I was like, this sounds like it could be interesting. And then, yeah, I played it. And I was like, yes. Yes. This is a really fun version of a tank. It and is. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what they show. But, again, I wouldn't expect too much. Um, no. A few other notes. Is it Balon or Balon or Balon Wonderworld? I don't know how to say B-A-L-A-N. No idea. I don't know. No I've heard so many uh, mixed impressions of this action platformer. I know Tim from Kind of Funny said it was probably like, the worst thing he's ever played or something oh, like wow. that. I mean, it was. It was that's yeah. a box quote for you. <laughs> <laughs> I paraphrase, but like TLDR, that's kind of what I heard. Um, people in our community on the What's Good, Game, What's Good Games Facebook group page also said it was just like so bizarre and so out there that it, it sounds like it's going to be kind of mixed but there is a demo so if you're curious about it because the game comes out on march 26th like you can out. play it yeah it's coming out even so again, more around the river bend than outriders yeah is. exactly and then again you got just cause mobile uh in other probably mobile games that really don't pique my interest but cool i hope we get some fun exciting stuff and maybe we will be able to do a live reacts to it maybe andrea and i will do it it could be fun it could, could be. be. I hope it is. I hope it's there's some fucking. Oh, I would say a, a a ball. No, I hope it's a. You hope there's a ball. Like I hope it's a ball, but that's I not. Hope it's ex- a ball. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. Is it a gas? Is that is that a is gas? That Ooh, yeah. That's a fun way of saying. Is that a fun? Yeah. A ga- yeah. Thank you. I I was gonna say a gag. An unconventional like, no. way of saying like, it. No. Yeah, it's a gas. Yeah, okay, thanks. Thanks, Sam. We're picking up what I'm putting down. All right, we have a few in case you missed this before we wrap up this news section. Number one, if you receive an email, friends, from noreply at capcom.com extending you early access to Resident Evil Village, don't do it. Tis a phishing scam. They're trying to get your info. And it became so much of an issue that Capcom actually sent out their own emails to everybody and was like, hey, heads up if you get this email do not like respond to it don't do anything just burn it immediately don't look it in the eye back up make no sudden movements (laughs) yeah back up they uh they're tempting you with lady d and lady d ain't ready to play with you yet so don't fall for it delete it burn it with burn it in fire um speaking of resident evil i was on an episode of huber syndrome with huber from easy allies and we talked about resident evil for 40 minutes 40 i don't know if i said 4 or 40 just then you said 40. Perfect, because it was 40. And it was incredibly fun, and so you should go check it out on Easy Allies' YouTube channel. It's a little collaboration that we've been trying to do for literal years. Uh, we tried to do it back in 
got 2018. I think it was kind of funny, but Huber had some flight issues and then we never made it happen. But we made it happen in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. So the quarantine helped us out. It did. Thanks, friends. And in honor of Andrea, I have this story from VentureBeat. Uh, we won't dive too much into it because I feel like she should be ta- the one talking about this, but it's still a fun one. So Omega Studios has raised $2.2 million to create a cross-platform third-person multiplayer online battle arena, a MOBA, called Predecessor. The game is based on the assets of Epic Games' Paragon MOBA title. The developer has a lot of community support with 100,000 signups and 35,000 Discord members. The funding will be used to double the size of the studio and make key hires, including senior gameplay programmers, Unreal Engine programmers, lead what's vfx vfx uh visual 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 i was like voice that doesn't sound right visual effects and technical artists the team has 12 people many of whom came from the paragon community and so there's some fun read on venture beat where they talk about how they raise this money and how the the studio was founded by a super fan of the game but it sounds like he's actually qualified you know that's so so cool this is really this is just like a little heartwarming story i know it shut down in 2018 and so i hope for andrea's sake she gets her paragon-esque title back because obviously her predecessor (laughs) her predecessor she that was her baby so yes she played a lot of it i played a little bit with her it was confusing for me because i come from top-down mobas and it Mm. was harder for me to get into the third person element of it actually which i wasn't i didn't think it would be but going into it i was like actually i prefer the top-down i like feeling like i have a better view of the map than just from what i can see um so yeah i watched her play it back in oh god like 2017 maybe early 2018 she showed me a glimpse of it and i just i i had i was lost i mean i'm lost with mobas anyway i can't there's too much shit going on i can't keep track of it there's a lot there's a lot happening i know i always remember when we would be uh doing shoots at the studio and you'd have like league on or something you'd be watching in this competitive shit and you're like watching it and you just know everything that's happening on screen. oh no like, that's incorrect i do not i do not know everything that's oh, happening i just well, know i know just, the like, basics of what's happening but you can follow even the basics i'm like okay people are running yeah. around shooting shit like what's and you're like oh you're getting all excited i can't make heads or tails of it so one of it's these fair. days one of these one days, of these days back yeah. back in the day when i used to see you in person um that'll do it for this segment of the west good games podcast when we come back we're going to be talking about farming because we are still farming in Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment of the West Good Games podcast where we talk about what we've been playing or any preview events we've been to. Last week, we had a lot of preview coverage. So there were a lot of preview embargoes. But this week, we're just talking about farming. Yep. We're, we're still know. farming. I got my strawberry cow on today. You sure do, baby girl. Okay, so give us an update. Where are you at with your farming ventures? So I texted you and Andrea the day I got married. <laughs> um, I just love how easy video game marriages are. It brings me great joy. It's not complicated. They really ask for nothing but one gift a day. I can do that. Um, and because even in this game, like, you don't even need to say anything correct to them. You don't need to be like, uh, there's three options here, and you must pick the one that gives Have you the most you points. Have you even to... pissed anyone off yet by giving them the wrong present? No. Me neither. Because here's the thing. I also don't talk to anyone in the town. <laughs> 
except my husband. It's me and my husband. And I talked to his dad because his dad is a contractor that fixes my house. And that's it. Like the other people I will talk to if there's a town event and everyone is gathered in the same place. So it's easy to go and talk to all of them. But otherwise, legit do not give a fuck. You're not going to go seek them out. You're like, I do not. I'm not going to wander in and out of buildings because the loading takes way too long. Yep. Um, to try and find these people because I don't care. Like, I just don't, I don't care. And like, for me, I know that sounds really bad. And I'm like, I personally, I just don't care in general. Like I, it's not really necessary. So about. let me ask you this in Stardew Valley. Did you care more about those NPCs? I never care except about the people I can romance. However, I oh. did accidentally um talked to a few of them and thought their stories were really interesting um in stardew valley in stardew valley yeah but they were that was not like oh i want to get to know everybody that was just oh can i romance you i'm not sure yet so i just would talk to them a little bit and then was like oh you're okay this is actually kind of interesting the way this is unfolding um but i always really lean heavily into the romance interests first and everybody else is just extraneous to be quite honest with you i love it (laughs) Um, and because everyone in pioneer, no pioneers, all of town, town, everyone in all of town looks like a child except for Ralph. Yeah. I don't talk to anyone except for Ralph because I feel like a predator (laughs) otherwise. And I'm not okay with it. I will not be that person. (laughs) I know when you texted us, I was like, well, there's DLC coming with other marriage candidates. And then you made the very valid point that they all suck. You're like, they're all trash. I was, I was like, damn, girl, you're not wrong. It was but once I entered the marriage union that I discovered it was a worthless practice. And I wasn't sure why I did it at all to begin with, um, except to wear a very pretty dress. They that do dress give you a pretty. really pretty dress. Oh, you have like different outfits you can choose also. So mm-hmm. you do not have to wear a dress if you don't want to wear a dress. Um, you can pick out one of yeah four outfits um but i wanted to wear it and i got to and i had a dumb little wedding and it was fun and then i was like okay so my husband just sleeps on the bed we also don't get under the covers neither of us which i always think is so funny um just sleeps there gets up makes his breakfast goes to work says the same thing to me that he would say if he was in town has nothing else to say they do eventually um that's a, that's a day-to-day occurrence just to be yeah. clear there will be cutscenes with your spouse that happen like as time goes on mm-hmm. he asked me if i had a preference on what kind of child we would have a boy or a girl and i was like uh. no i don't give a fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> not that's, on my mind sir the, have you seen the fields the fields are in dire need of some care i don't have time <laughs> to deal with you and your desires for children right now this feels like a conversation we should have had before we got married i don't know why we're doing this now this feels a little late um but <laughs> That's where we're at in our marriage. There's other hearts too that open up just in Um, case you're, you know, you're like curious about playing this game. So you'll do, you'll fill in the 10 hearts, then mm -hmm. see all of their cutscenes, Then you can give them a blue feather to propose to, which is an interesting way of proposing to somebody. Tradition, Uh, man. I think it's funny. 
I actually would really like it. I mean, I wouldn't, I would want a ring eventually, but just <laughs> if somebody was like, here's a blue feather, do you want to get married? I'd be like, I know okay. I should have, I should have told Jason, like, cause the blue feather has been around since the super Nintendo harvest moon days. Like he should have given me a fucking blue feather. Like he yes, I would have liked given ring you a blue feather eventually, but like, yo, a blue feather would have been a real deep cut to my heart and I would have loved you. That would have been amazing. Jason, oh. why are you fucking it up? I know. Samer would have thought. Samer thought of it. See, Samer, you got. You, this is why. This is why you our plan. Divorce him. That's it. I got you. Yeah, yeah that's blue it. Blue feather waiting with your name on it. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's a really good point you bring up. And um, again, like we already talked about this on the last show, but thank you, Exceed, for the code. Yes. I'm like 65 hours in at this point, so like I'm having a good time with it. But I've kind of hit that wall and. I think it's unfortunate that there are some issues in there and like we're laughing about the fact that like the husband and the, or your partners in this game are just kind of worthless. They don't really say much new things to you. They don't really do much around the house. It's not like a interesting new mechanic that's been added in. I have a boyfriend. He Ooh, who's your boyfriend? Emilio. And I kind of regret it <laughs> because I want I want everybody to want my nuts first. I want to like mm. play the field because then the new marriage candidates are coming and some of them are from older Story of Seasons games. So I kind of want. Are like, they older in general? <laughs> are they not children? They look older. Okay, that's so I'm good. assuming one of them's a chef. A chef and ooh I, yes, mm, please make me food. That's what I'm saying. But literally, there has been like no interaction, and that was I think I made him my boyfriend like at the end of fall and all throughout winter. There was no date we went on there was no special dialogue there was like nothing and it's just poor writing and it's poor like this game needed needs well, you more didn't have work. the scenes where you're like, i had a hey. scene where he's like we should go on lots of dates and do this that and the other but ever since then it's been like oh man i'm running on empty oh man like i like oh fish. i see what you mean yeah it really the the only time you'll get any sort of unique interaction with pretty much any of the characters is when you fill a heart um and so like I was, I was mentioning, um, when you're married, you do get five additional hearts mm-hmm. that take forever to fill. Holy yeah. Christ. These take so much longer. Like you haven't hit these heart yet, Brittany, hearts yet, Brittany. They're longer you, than the, oh. They're so long. It takes, they're rainbow hearts you fill instead of just red hearts. And it, by compare, comparatively, it's infinitely longer. I don't even know. It's really, I mean. You can't just give them super. I know that marriage is a long time. haul sort of endeavor. <laughs> But I want the the, the quick, <laughs> easy, the easy peasy. Uh, um, what's it called? I want like instant, instant gratification. Yeah, gratification. Gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like, I don't know. It's it's fine, but it's just again, it's just disappointing that that stuff wasn't taken into consideration. And I feel like with Stardew Valley being a one man team, did a much better job at bringing these characters to life than a whole the whole team at Marvelous did. And Again, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. But it's... 65 def- hours is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's it's perfect. It's kind of mindless right now. It's fun. I got, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I'm just coasting. Like, I'm having a good time. But if there's... N- th- in the character interactions, like, we were talking about this, it's... I don't know how to trigger all of them. And so while I know I have so... Yeah. Many, right? I mm-hmm. wish on the map they would show you, like, a little sparkle. A little, like, hey, come here. Come yeah, here. Yeah, you just and, accidentally like- stumble into them. That's the one good thing about Ralph is all of his stuff is so easy to trigger because he's always in the woods. So it would just be like either going up or down into the woods would usually make the scene um, go or going in or out of the ranger cabin. So it was like very clear to me where I needed to go in order to 
to make those scenes happen but mm-hmm. there are some of them where i'm like i technically have hearts with you damon is one of them yeah. i have no i've never seen a scene with damon i have oh, like no. three or four hearts with him i don't know where where you at boy i have no idea yeah and it, with my my boyfriend emilio i think i have like eight or nine hearts and i think i've only seen five no six scenes with him i don't know how to trigger oh. the other ones and it's like i don't know i have a lot waiting i don't know what because sometimes you have to go into a different building sometimes it depends on what kind of day it is and that's yeah. been an issue with all these games in the past too is you just don't know how to trigger those but i mean and i i appreciate the steps that they took to make this you know more than what it once was and try to reinvent the formula a little bit specifically with like the customization of your farm and your house but even that is incredibly limited um there's some yeah, weird, you can like, only put furniture in one section of your house yeah that's like a weird choice i wanted there's, to change my bed <laughs> i know i want to do so much i want to lay down a nice pathway and put like some boxes on there but you can't um there's like a little invisible like border that's like extends way out that you can't put any like item or fence or anything near it um you know on your farmland if you're like i want to put a fence right by here it's like no you cannot there is an invisible force field so we can spawn rocks and trees and shrubs for you to cut because the field management is out of control. Like, I understand why it needs to happen. I understand yeah. they need to put trees there for you to cut down again yeah. and rocks there for you yeah. to smash again. Actually, the rocks I don't understand because there are fucking mines. Leave them in the mines. Stop it. Get out of my field. But it drives me crazy. I, it drives me also crazy that it takes forever to smash the saplings. Because the saplings oh, yeah. take more Agreed. hits than chopping down a tree, and I don't agree with that. With that, like, it also if it's a little sapling, just like pick it up and pluck it. Like, why do you yeah. have to smash it with a hammer why three times? Why do I have times? to smash it with a hammer? It's it's ridiculous. Know. And for me, I just I wish that I could fence in like an area where like this is where you randomly spawn shit. Randomly exactly. spawn the trees over here. Whatever. This section is your fuck all section i don't care i'm like seriously contemplating making so many wooden or stone pathways and just covering all of the field as much as i possibly can and leaving like a a little section where all fuck can just happen the fuck all section (laughs) yeah because i mean it'd be like if you made stone pathways down multiple um rows Mm -hmm. then you made you put the sprinklers and you did you know um you plowed the field basically Mm -hmm. and like did it in certain patterns you could fill out a decent majority i also ended up putting i regretted this once i did it but it was fine um i made like large fodder rolls because i thought you could break them back down into regular fodder which you can't it's just then it becomes a visual thing and i was like screw it i don't want anything to spawn over here so here we go we're gonna (laughs) set this down (laughs) exactly i did that too i created uh, the fodder rolls i did the fountain i have these random ass fountains like just randomly placed throughout my farm i'm like why not (laughs) it covers up a large like area so yeah i mean this game comes out on the 23rd i believe so a couple weeks still and while obviously, like, we're having a lot of fun with it, it's just not living up to the expectations that I think that we all kind of had. I think there are just some flaws with the characters, the writing, the loading times. Um, and there is a patch coming that will address specifically loading times, some bugs. Like, now that I've progressed to a certain part in the game, I would say once every, like, five days, the game randomly freezes when I wake up out of bed. Oh, and really? Then, but thankfully, there's the autosave that happens right before that. So I'm, I just mm-hmm. have to, have, like, boot it back up. 
But like we mentioned on the show last week, too, they will be overhauling some of the dialogue, the maker system, which is like the crafting system. That's the thing I am most looking forward to. So I did reach level 10 on my mining. Was it mining? Or something like that. So essentially, friends, like you craft. They basically it turns like logs to lumber or into... Um, or you turn ore into bars, you bars, like, etc. You, you turn craft. eggs into mayonnaise. You have yeah, like, all the little tools. So on top of that, though, you have like this little progression. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, system. All right? your skills have a level. Right, and so I reached level ten in my mining, which means that I can now craft um, several things at once for less material. Which is oh, great, okay. but getting to that point is a lot of work. And then on top of that, crafting the big like ore maker is it requires so many materials. It requires like four diamonds and like oh. five emeralds. I have yet to find a fucking white opal. Wait, so really? I can't. I can't make the gem thing because I can't, I just don't have the stupid thing, and I can't buy it anywhere. I've never seen it. I'm I'm like forty something hours into this game. No shit. And I just don't know. I actually almost texted you and was like, where the fuck do I get this? I think I, I got I've mine never... in the second mine, I think, is where I was getting I'll try going back down through the second mine again, but I've beaten that mine. I've gotten all the way through it, and I never got one. Are you breaking all of the rocks? Uh, not all of them. Because I think they might only spawn in certain rocks, and I don't know which ones. Though it might See, be... I always hit the ones that are iron or silver. I wonder if they okay wait because you need that to make so it might it must be in the first mine so you can start making the iron bars so just try like smacking every bitch in there and seeing if you can make them spawn I'll try I guess it's just so strange I was like wait I need I thought I got really excited because I found diamonds in the third mine and was like neat I can finally make because I thought that that's what it was I Mm -hmm. can finally make this stupid gem maker and instead, it was like, eh, eh, eh. it's oh, not girl. this. You can sell <laughs> like, those diamonds oh, no. for 10K each, though. You no, I mean, I'm bad. not selling them until I refine them. They're yeah, just refine them first, though. Yeah, like no one yeah. wants a raw diamond. Everyone wants a refined diamond. Um, so, yeah, I would say by the time this game comes out, hopefully some of the technical issues will be fixed, like the loading times, which, again, like I don't make games. I know game dev is hard, but they're just, they're pretty annoying, um, especially when you go into some of the buildings. It's like I'm just literally going from like, or when you go from downstairs to up, or from upstairs to downstairs in your house, it's like a little loading screen. And I don't have an upstairs. Well, you know, you you prioritize marriage timer and children. <laughs> I do. And I prioritize. No, there's no children. There ain't no children happening here. Uh, but <laughs> there is a marriage, and it's okay at best. <laughs> it's just there. I. It was funny is when I texted you guys, and I was like, wait. The game ran credits. I just thought it was so funny (laughs) that the game ran credits after I got married. Like, that's all there is to do here. Everybody move along. This was the end game. It was you getting married. Nothing Mm. else. Andrea made a good point that they had to roll credits at some point because I got credits after I finished all the town upgrades. I love that you did a real accomplishment and I just got married. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here you go. You did it. So I did like the most worthless thing. Uh, and I also did it really fast. Like I'm, um, I got married in two months. Oh shit! You did not mess hey, around. Yeah, I did not fuck around. I was like, Ralph, you're my boy. You're so, Let's go. You're so, when I know, so I know, Brittany. <laughs> I'm so happy you mentioned the soup thing because he had like the lowest amount of affection toward me. So I randomly had a bowl of, like clam chowder on me, and I'm like, here you go. And he was so happy. He loves like, oh. soup and bread. He is a very simple, simple man. man. <laughs> you know, he love loves simplicity. animals. That's part of why I was like, look, you're just, I really just picked you because you were the only one who looks like an adult, but 
honestly, I there's there are things here I like about you in general. You enjoy the animals. You enjoy the outdoors. You like simple food. You um, work out. Mm-hmm. You seem to lift. That's cool. some semblance of independence. I mean, sure, he runs to his oh, one hundred percent. He's uh, he's completely independent. Homeboy doesn't even say goodbye. <laughs> he just fucking leaves. He bounces. He goes to work. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, um, I had a rough night in the mines, honey. <laughs> I definitely passed out in there. I'm somehow transported home. And he's like, he did, I'm not worried about it. Falls asleep like, on top of the. Covers. I gotta go to the ranger station. <laughs> And then you just fall asleep on top of the covers, and then there's here. Uh, my dog, just uh, like it always is going to be. But again, I guess I'm just trying to – I've been playing these games for so long that I know where – and I've – you know, Stardew Valley, I think, did such a great job at taking this genre and kind of reinventing it and making it so great. And I think – Yeah, I loved the, Stardew Valley. Right? And you look at Animal Crossing as well, which did some really fun things that you can tell that Story of Seasons tried to adopt. And it did to some regard, but there's – it's just not as well done, obviously, like nowhere near as well done, especially the craft, the customization and whatnot. But I mean, th- again, like I obviously love it. It's just it's just kind of falling short of some expectations. Some of the main gripes are the writing. I mean, I love that there's 200 events in this game in terms of, um, you know, like character interaction. That's the number that they're proudly sharing and they should. But you don't know how to trigger all of them. So like you may as well, like not even good luck. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of at a point now where I don't know really what more to do unless I want to get married. But it sounds like that's kind of a bust. (laughs) I mean, you tell me. Is it marriage worth it? I, mean, I don't I, really know that it is. <laughs> Real life marriage is fantastic with the right partner, but it sounds like your little <laughs> e-marriage to fucking Ralph is kind of lame. <laughs> All of my e-marriages have been disappointing. Um, the Even in Stardew although I was saying it made me appreciate my Stardew Valley husband a little bit more because while I was irritated that he would tell me like he fed the cows when I have an automatic feeder, so he did not fucking feed the cows. <laughs> the machine fed the cows. Um... He would also, like, give me coffee. He would randomly would give you items. He'd yeah. be like, here, honey, I've made this for you. He would say different things in your house. Like, oh, I'm so happy to be here or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, happy and nice. Well, if my husband was ever like, I'm so happy to be here, I'd be like, are you a cyborg? <laughs> Why are you saying this? <laughs> strange. Um, but... Uh, you know, he like they they that they did so, Stardew Valley is just so like S tier, right? They're, it is it's just so good. And actually, just this game kind of made me want to go back and play Stardew Seriously. Valley a little bit. But I yeah. think the thing that made me actually stop this wasn't the maker system. It wasn't the you know that I didn't care about any of the people. It was really that, and this is not its fault. It was feeling Groundhog Day, and I feel like my life is already Groundhog Day enough. That's I, fair. I am already doing the same shit almost every single day. So me being like, oh, man, then tomorrow I got to go. I got to go to my chicken coop and I got to get those chickens. I got to get those eggs and I got to put them in the mayonnaise maker. And then I got to go get the the milk and I got to brush the cow and I got to like do all this. And then I got to do all that tomorrow. Plus maybe being able to go to the mines or whatever. For me, 45 hours into it, um, it eventually was like. I am going to put this down for a little while and I'm going to read a book instead. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what happens with me too. I, I finally hit that wall and I'm like, all right, I'm done. And I put the game down and I never touch it again. I'm hoping with DLC and some of these changes that are coming, it'll give it more 
something else to do and look forward to because a lot of these games like the strategy is what's so fun about it too right it's like okay mm-hmm. so i need to get this house if i want to get this if i want to craft this thing i need to go over here and get that or if i befriend this person that means they might give me this and like you have to kind of juggle your day it's like a little management sim yep but when you kind of run out of that stuff to do and stuff kind of stops being fun and interesting it's like well I don't really know why I should keep playing this because it's not like Animal Crossing where you're constantly getting new items and features and events. Yeah, and seasons, I think events right? are kind of like, constantly updating based on the real the real world. And what's the real going world, on. right? And I mean, start. I mean, not Stardew Valley. Um, Story of Seasons has never aspired to be that, and I don't think it ever will be that. But it's just a little hard not to compare what other games have been doing. So again, enjoy my time with it. I think Simon enjoyed her time with it too. It's just totally did. Yeah, it's just uh, now I think we're kind of at that point where we're like, well, no. Although the one part, I mean, I will go back because um, so there is like a another element to the game where um, you meet a fairy person or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and it seems like other areas will unlock. I haven't done that yet. So I'm like, okay, I'm curious and I, I want to see that. Once I unlock that and kind of get to go there and see what's going on whatever that is because i still don't know again i haven't unlocked it so i don't i can't tell you what it is because i don't know um that has me intrigued enough to be like i will keep playing until i get to that thing and i see what that thing is and then i can tell you what that thing is you can tell me off camera i will yeah yeah it's it's not all that exciting um right right and i think the other thing too is you see kind of caved off or not caved off well fenced off areas because mm-hmm. typically in these games too you have like your town you have your farm you have like the mountainside or a river or something you see a few areas that are fenced off because that's the dlc that's coming it's not like that part oh. opens up to you and the dlc will have new villagers new areas probably some new events which is all cool but i think the game really could have benefited from launching with that stuff because otherwise you just have your farm the mines and the town and that's all you got. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot at first, but again, I'm only, I'm, yeah, uh, I think I'm in August, not August, Fall. autumn, <laughs> autumn is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, so I'm approaching winter, but Ooh. my first winter in Story of Seasons. I'm so proud of you, girl. Anyway, yes. I think we'll both go back when some DLC comes out and we'll, yes, we'll for sure. revisit it. But for now, I think, yeah. I'm ready to move on to something a little different before the game even releases. <laughs> like two I know, right? Ago. I'm like, the game's not even out yet, but that's what happens yeah. when the. I mean, I'm so grateful whenever anybody gives us code that early. Yes. It's so nice to be able to have a full opinion by the time the game comes out and really be able to tell everybody what we think. But that's not always the case. It doesn't always happen that way. Exactly. Well, friends, I'm sure I will, even though I just said I'm sure I'm done, I'll probably pick it up again. And I'll probably put another 20 hours into it. And then next week I'll have more opinions on it because that's just... Is I'm addicted. I can't help it. It just pulls you in. You know what I mean? It, pulls it you really in like is addictive. It really. One hundred percent. It's really chill and good though. Right now, it's like okay, like this is good. It does get a little groundhoggy, like Sam was saying though. But that'll do it for this episode of What's Good Games. Thank you so 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 much for watching and listening. And we will be back next week with a brand new hot piping episode for your eyeballs and ear holes. Do you like that, Samer? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you I don't, don't want anything piping hot in my eyes or in my ears. That sounds yeah, you, you don't like ear holes. That's right. You don't like the word ear hole. It was more the thought of steam going into my eyes. And really <laughs> <appeals to me. laughs> That's fair. All right, friends. We'll see you next week. Bye.